Hey, 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 welcome back to Spilling the GNT. You're here with Polo. And up Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Polo here's a performer. Hey, and look, the Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional professional, professional review on Canada's, Canada's Next Drag, Drag Superstar Competition of the Year Award 2020. <laughs> Are you ready to get into it? More than ready. Let's go. Look. Hey. I'm not gonna get it. I can't. I can't do it. It's too hard. It should be Drag Race Canada. RuPaul's Drag Race Canada. It's funny, isn't it? Because the the franchise has been treated differently to how it was in the UK when RuPaul was still a judge. It was RuPaul's Drag Race UK. This is very much Canada's Drag Race with RuPaul hovering in the background somewhere but like she's just there to, to touch on something i was surprised by the way that the um judging panel uh manifested last week so you know it, we're used to the format in drag race where you have rupaul she's very much that grand empress mm-hmm. of of drag race she walks in she does her little bits with the judges and they're the, the supporting cast you know yep and this time it was like the the guest judge was actually did the rupaul walk and there was no rupaul i thought brooklyn was going to be the rupaul but she didn't like preside over proceedings in the same way that rupaul does jeffrey and stacy and brooke were very much a a, a triumvirate you know yeah. a triptych if you will a triptych a triptych yes yeah um i'll tell you what i think on that mm. what, what, you're, what you're talking about it's quite strange not really seeing a um a lead yeah there's no beyonce mm-hmm. there's no rupaul yeah and um so i don't know who's Who's supposed to be holding the show together? I th- if it's a, if it's the threesome, if them three are like, uh, I don't, I'm sorry, if them three are the the leaders and they they equally share it, but I do feel there needs to be a Beyonce, there needs to be a RuPaul. They kind of hold the show together, the glue. Well, maybe let's think of them less as Destiny's Child and more like the Sugar Babes. You know, there was no lead in the Sugar Babes. The three of them were equally. Um, vocally present and there was no front woman you know let's think of them as Siobhan Keisha and Mutia not Beyonce well, look, Kelly I'll, and Michelle. I'll tell you I can try to think of them like that but what I'm saying is that it's not working okay I'm sorry I'm not gonna buy their album I'm not <laughs> buying I ain't buying anyone's album on this show I am buying Brooklyn's I am buying the other girl and I'm buying the other I'm done and I'll tell you what I found quite disorienting was that last time on the, on the first episode mm. the guest judge i felt was rupaul she actually commanded more presence than the other judges on the stage the way that she came and just commanded the room and took control that i thought she was the um the rupaul of the show and i think she actually could hold it together i don't think brooklyn's doing a good job at commanding that respect from the other queens i don't Mm -hmm. it's so close to home you know when you work somewhere and it's happened a lot of times when you work um somewhere and the manager resigns and then one of your friends who works with you in that store um applies for the job and then she becomes manager and it's really really hard to respect her because you know you you've seen them as a non-senior you've, you've seen them as a junior you've seen her drunk on many a night out exactly, well yeah well, not just drunk you've seen her as an equal and you've mm-hmm. seen you know that she you just know her and when they when they're uh, promoted to a, a a bigger more senior position you don't give them that same respect because it's there's too much familiarity yeah. and i think maybe that's the case with um 
Brooklyn being a Canadian queen mm-hmm. and, and, another, and a lot of the others. I mean, I can guarantee you a lot of the queens on that stage have either already worked with Brooklyn or um, they have, or Brooklyn has worked under some of them. Yes. Like who won last week? Um, the winner last week was, it wasn't Rita, was it? It was the the old, old, old Rita Becker. Rita Becker. Okay, so, yeah, she won last week, and I think it's it's, it's, it's going to be a struggle. Okay, I mean, there was only the first episode, but I'm finding it really, really hard to find a a, a commander. So I'm, I'm finding it harder mm. to really, really find that the the actual host. And I know it's supposed to be Brooklyn, but girl, she needs to step her pussy up. So period. Speaking of the other queens, who's a front runner for you based on the first? So the first episode is very much a look based challenge, but they've got the opportunity to bring Rita Becker and Jumbo. I loved Jimbo. And I loved Jimbo from the moment she walked in, and she's our weird arty queen who I know is going to be pulling all sorts of left field references and um, combining them to create a gorgeous drag product. I'm going to be very honest. I really don't remember many others. And you know what? It's, it's not purely because of um, only watching one episode or not really being that invested in the queens. We've just come up to doing the finale for All Stars 5. So my mind has been 90% with All Stars. However, All Stars has done. Congratulations, uh, Ms. Shea Coule. That chapter's Shea closed. Coulet. So now that that's done, we can actually give our full attention and our full focus to Drag Race Canada Competition of the Year Award. Um, can I just say, this is exactly what I was getting at when I said that I didn't want to pick up Drag Race Canada too soon because I would, fe- would have fe- felt split between two casts. Having said that, um, thinking about last week, there were a couple of queens who disappointed me. Um, Kine being one of them. I thought Kine walked in with a strong presence and, you know, she had one of the worst looks on the runway. Um, Lemon, I really enjoyed her look, but the judges did not. Neither did I. You did not. Clearly, I misfired. No, no, I still like her look. I stand by my opinion. Tom, first of all, I want I want you to know this and I want everyone to know this as well. Just because they say it on TV does not give a right or wrong to everyone else who has differing opinions. Okay, Tom? Thank you so much for supporting me in my opinion. I always support you. And I, and, I, and that's for everyone. You'll listen to the podcast and, I don't know, you may have been dropped as a baby and you might think I'm wrong. <laughs> Whose fault is that? It's your mother's. They dropped you as a baby because have, I am never wrong. Sweetie, you have to be held to be dropped. <laughs> <laughs> so that is where I'm getting it. It's like, okay, cool. I mean, a lot of the times when we do a podcast, let's be honest, nine times out of 10, mm-hmm. the judges will echo the same thing. Yeah. So I'll say eight times out of 10, the judges will echo something. Nine times out of 10, we'll hear um, Bob the drag queen say it later on on the pit stop. Oh my God. Or we hear like... other people and they echo the same thing. So like, yeah, when I'm, whenever we have a difference of opinions, I don't think that I'm wrong. I mean, I think Bob listens to our podcast, frankly. He did a, he did a Liverpool Scouse accent. He did. Accent. That was the thing. He did that, a Scouse like, accent on the last one. We, and I'm like, okay, Bob, first of all, we drop our podcast before Pit Stop. Uh-huh. So I know for a fact that you are... Hi. You know, listen, Bob, hi, Bob. You're Bob, listening. Let's be honest. Feel hey, free girl. to reach out to us. We're yeah. very approachable. Can you, I would love to go on the Pit Stop. Oh, my gosh. Bye. I mean, you know what? If there's if there's someone who can actually carry the role of RuPaul, it is Bob the drag queen. There are very few choices. Bob is one of them. Alaska's potentially another. 
Bianca might be. Yes. It, it's basically those three. Yep. Yeah. Well, I would say Bianca and Bob. Who else will I think? Maybe Chad Mike and Chad Michaels. I think maybe Chad. Yeah, I think those three are the people who could actually, when RuPaul retires or dies, you know, which is going to come first, probably death. But um, when that happens, if if they were to continue Drag Race, I think Bob the Drag Queen and Chad Michaels are the ones who can come up and actually step it up. Like they, like Brooklyn doesn't command anything the way that those two queens can and will. True story. Yeah. True story. Um, other queens who I'm thinking about this week and looking forward to seeing more from, um, I really liked Boa. Boa had that divine energy Do you know what? I, that really I, impressed me. You saw it before I did. I didn't mm. like Boa. I, did, well, I didn't like Boa's runway. Okay, I didn't like it. I didn't actually see the way she sold it. I mean, you saw it. Maybe I blinked. Maybe <laughs> I went to pick up my gin and tonic, downed it, and I missed all, all of that performance that she did. But when I was watching it um, later on in the week, not, not we didn't we've only watched it once. But when mm. they were watching it, and you know how the judges give their opinion, and then they yeah. do um, cutaways to the runways of the girls, I saw it, and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that would save the costume. Yeah, the costume was a bit ropey, no two ways about it. But her performance and her her, I keep saying it, her divine-esque energy is really special. Um, who else stood out? You know what? If I was Brooklyn Heights, Brooklyn don't... Brooklyn... Like, for me, Boa won... Boa made made it safe through that runway. And she also made it as a top for that runway. Mm-hmm. It was because of her personality. Definitely. Yes? But can we also remember that Brooklyn is one of the queens, in my opinion, who was robbed of being saved from the runway because her snatch game sucked as hell on her season okay but that runway do you mean that runway i'm talking about the afro and and the way she revealed it i thought that alone should have saved her so brooklyn i would have been i would have been a bit petty and a bit bitter that that didn't save me because it should have and so seeing someone else having something compensate for something else on the runway i wouldn't have given anyone else any second chances because Mm -hmm. i would still be petty but good on you girl (laughs) (laughs) you're good on you I felt like they slept on Kiara's look Kiara was one of my favourites although she didn't have much presence so she may that may be like her pinnacle we'll see you know there are a few kind of like veteran queens who like Anastasia is a pageant winner and Tainomi Banks has you know she is an older queen who a lot of the other queens look up to they didn't quite shine in that first episode but they were safe I'm looking forward to seeing more from them Rita Bagger, great stage presence, great personality. Absolutely. She wasn't my winner. I didn't. No, we did, we did, We put her as a top, but we didn't yeah. think that she was going to win. I didn't think. No, we didn't even put her as a top. We put her as a safe. We, put we, told her, we, we said that she was going to be high safe. Out. We didn't even put her up there. Yeah, the, the lovely fur coat was great but the she should have left it on she should have left it on with her Quebec or just flag. yeah or just opened it since still had it on there mm-hmm. but um no look do you want to get into the episode now i would love to yep so we're now going to start podcasting on episode two mm-hmm. this is going to be released this week now we've got a big treat for everyone here to those who are listening to us real time and not going through the archives mm-hmm. if you are coming from the archives hello <laughs> from the past <laughs> Hello there. But for those who are following us real time, stop stop it. For those who are following us real time, guess what? You guys get two podcasts coming up this week. One's going to be dropping either on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then a couple of days.
days after we will be dropping another. Yeah, we will be because we've also got our guest judges, oh, our have. own guest judges mm-hmm. coming up um, again. So Extra it's, special it's, guest judges, Jeffrey Moran. It's B. <laughs> B and Nick are coming yeah. up. And as again, um, they are YouTubers. They are amazing YouTubers. And you know what? Even if you're not, what they do is they review albums and music and like, as I've said it before and before, there's something about B that's just really, really mm-hmm. musically minded. And yeah. if there's anyone's judgment that you can respect, it's his. Of course, again, people disagree and people agree, but that's that's a like you listen to it to hear his opinion and also for entertainment value. I mean, if you're ever bored and you, if you ever need to pick me up, you know, just watch B View oh, and see so Miss B so and Miss Nick, and you'll yeah. just you'll just see why they're one of our best duties. And talking about you know the latest pop star bops, aren't they? To use the phrase the youth of today using bops. Can we advertise the... So, with them coming into our podcast, we're having Street Fighter X Tekken, but also Tekken X Street Fighter is happening because I'm going to pop up on B-View reviewing an old Madonna album. Well, it's yet to be confirmed. It's going to happen. It's going to (laughs) happen. So, guys, if we're a fan of crossovers... um, you know, it's Marvel versus. Well, Capcom. you know what? If you want to put a a a face to the voice, if you want to see our handsome Doctor Tom, <laughs> who who is what they refer to in our community a muscle daddy, <laughs> and if you you know, it's it's very rare to see a doctor who is a muscle daddy uh, like our Doctor Tom here. We're um, we're overselling the product a little bit. Tom, here. so you better be hitting the gym this week before you you better yes, do a, a, a big a big workout before you go on that youtube but make sure i got my pump on and <laughs> conceal my lockdown tummy yeah, exactly well yeah. so I'll, yeah tom tom I'll is going to be on. on youtube so definitely check him out i mean yeah it's gonna be great and you're gonna I, I i really do feel like you're in for a treat turn the volume down when you listen to the podcast with those girls on because they are loud oh. i i am a silent sparrow <laughs> I feel compared to them. I'm quite the introvert. You're the... And I'm glad that we have this forum for me to express who Mm -hmm. I want to be, which is someone who's confident and I don't feel like... You're like a little barn owl in the dead of night, really, aren't you? Like a wallflower. Anyway, I want to get... (laughs) To go from like quite loud again. Mm. Let's get into the next episode. Also, thank you everyone... um, for getting us into it and for those who have already let us know that they uh, like and appreciate it and if you don't please like it just find some way to love us love me validation <laughs> love me. please okay Tom put that pump on if you don't like us now look at Tom review on YouTube and then and, and then just spread the word <laughs> no we're just joking validation, I mean, we love guys, please. let's get into the episode all right, and we've just seen the first part. First mm-hmm. of all, we did say goodbye to Juicebox, Juicebox. last week. Who I, like I said, who I thought won the lip sync. She did. I she think. really did with the lip sync. But um, congrats on Lemon for staying. Yeah. Rita did win the last challenge, and then there's a bit of a fragrance of delusion. <laughs> with, Convince um, yourself. Is it Kyra? Kine. 
Kine. Yeah. Kine, who um, who obviously thinks that she should have been in the top. And they did a little clip from last week where the guest judge was like, it's not my favorite look. And Kine says, well, it's my favorite look. And I would have just been like, oh, but do you want to take my seat? Do you want to sit your ass down here right next to me? Because um, <laughs> are, you a, are you a judge now? Yeah. No. I think, you know, Kine had that very Studio 54, but broken down look. I, I think while at Studio 54, she took some LSD and developed some delusions, frankly. I mean... Um, they seem to miss juice box. Do you know what I kept on thinking afterwards about juice box? Maybe she could be the uh, in the drag family Pandora box. Juice box, Pandora box. Quite possibly, but no, Tom. No. Just no. Just no. no. So the first mini challenge that we see for this episode is a it's quick drag, isn't it? Quick it's drag. It's a quick drag dance and challenge. It's, it's, yeah, dance challenge is very much just. Can I just say this is for following almost exactly the template of format drag of Drag Race UK? Yeah, because they did they they ring around a rosy yes. challenge, didn't they? They, they had to did. get into a what, what was it? They had to dress up as a just as like a kind of you know English rose kind of um, maypole look, and then you know do something funny. Basically, that's what it calls for. An, uh, maypole a like dance around the maypole. Like you're dancing, but you're doing something funny. If you do something funny, you'll get the attention of of the judge. Basically, yeah. So they basically well. had to do quick drag into a ballerina and then dance around, and then Brooklyn would choose a winner. And it's good that Brooklyn was the judge for this because Brooklyn is ballet trained. The beautiful yeah. the, the beautiful thing about ballet is that there's a right and wrong. You know how drag drag is very different mm. to ballet, and I think it would have been quite therapeutic for Brooklyn to have broken away <laughs> from ballet, ballet, ballet into yes. drag um, because right now especially these days there's no right or wrong way to do drag I know I mean it kind of goes against what we say but we already give our opinions on what we well, like or we don't like but like Drag is you can't do it right or wrong, can you? Everyone has their own kind of signature, their own um, essence. I don't think we've ever ever said somebody's doing drag wrong. Yeah. Let's not forget we are not drag queens, and believe it or not, um, but we, we give our opinions on our interpretation of this art form yeah. and our enjoyment of it. And I th- I think we're supportive of all different kinds of drag. Well, I just I'm just saying that it would have been quite therapeutic for Brooklyn to go yeah, from a world of right and wrong, uh-huh. a, ro- a world of yes and no, back into the world of rules. Yes, to yeah, break yeah. away from that <laughs> and just do first of all, drag is something that is completely the opposite of ballet. I mean, it's the opposite of that tradition. Yeah. It's the opposite of rules, isn't it? It's, it's, it's breaking freedom, it's artistic it's, expression. exactly. Yeah. So it was nice for to see Brooklyn do that. And unfortunately, a lot of these ballerinas were to me it was a ballerino. It they was were just the ballerinas. Wieners. <laughs> mm. Um who were your standouts? Let's we don't have to talk um, about all of them. Well, I you know what? My standout was Tainomi, but only because Tainomi did a, a nice little shoulder shimmy that She's I like. That I like you know, that's how I walk into the club purse first, uh, shoulder <laughs> first, actually, with that kind of shimmy. Actually, just like, hi, here I am. And I, I, I just saw myself in Tainomi. But when it came to uh, a character, Bo was really standing out. Bo's, okay, I'm Bo. starting to see the um, the charisma. And the yes. comedy that is exuding from Boa. So Boa looked like Honey Boo Boo done by Bo Selector, basically. Yes. Um, kind of telling a narrative really as she funny. was performing. Um, um, I like visually, um, Lemon was one of my favourites because I loved the Bjork reference. Wow. With the, she was wearing the McQueen I Bjork Swan thing. I, I, I find Lemon visually appealing as a drag queen. I want to say that because Lemon is dance trained, mm. I thought it was a cop out. I thought Lemon yeah. isn't as confident in her own dance as she um, 
talks it up. Mm. You know, I went to a really, really good school, and she did go to a really good school in New York mm. on full scholarship. So th- this girl must have technique to a T. Yes. Nick. So she's got it right there. So I thought it was a bit of a cop out because mm. the one challenge where you are. To do what you are, the essence of you, the essence of your performance, what you pride yourself as a drag queen to be, this was the time for you to pull that out. And then I, I felt like she copped out by doing semi semi ballet, but like pulling off that kind of mm. that the comedic style that you were just saying, very um, Alexander McQueen, very very. I wonder if her confidence hasn't recovered from being in the bottom, to be honest. But her her confidence and her drag comes from the fact that she is a great performer. Performance kind of led her into that drag world. So this yeah. should have been the time where she pulled out the Alessa Khan, where she pulled out the Grand Chete, where she pulled out all her technique, you know, things, and all, yeah. all of that. Why? I, I didn't see any of that. What's and this was, you know, she, I mean, she should not have come to play A. She should have slayed that <laughs> challenge. She should have come to slay A. <laughs> I just, I just thought that it was a cop out. And um, I, for that reason alone, I really... I lost a lot of my respect for Lemon. Priyanka made me laugh. She basically did a little comedy skit, didn't she, about giving an, an imaginary blowy. Um, and in, the, in the ballet challenge? Well, it is you could ballet see, drag. You can see that as a cop-out as well, really, because she it chose not out. to dance. Yeah. She chose to do a comedy skit. There it is, there she it is. She made me laugh, though. And then Anastasia, I loved her, like, I did like beating Anastasia. them bitches yes. kind of thing. I like yeah. Anastasia, who went for the, I'm going to do what I, what I want. I think she, she tried to do a PK. Which was the step turn, step turn, but I didn't. I, I couldn't see her her leg work, so I didn't know what kind of turns the step turn she was doing. But I did think that she she did what she wanted to do, which was try to be as ballet technical as I can, and then break it out and be like, bam, mm. beat up them hoes, eh? <laughs> uh, uh, get a bit grimy, like those ow. hoes got it. So um, yeah, mm. I I do agree. The winners for this challenge was Anastasia Ah Kulehe, and it was um Boa Boa. So yes, so Over basically, oh, I actually had to write it down because it was was really really difficult because, and I'm gonna be um, relying on our good Canadian listeners. Please mm. get in touch because there is a lot of Canadian references Those. that are being told right now mm-hmm. that we don't know as as British people. The show gave us lots of exposition on this, though. So that yes. was that was good. I'm glad to do that. So, it's- but for our Canadian listeners. Tweet us, leave us a review. We would love that. Please get in contact with us. us. I mean, I, trust me, I am on my social media twenty four seven. If you tweet, I will listen to it. I will read it. He is never um, off his phone. Okay, so so please get in touch with us and and help us through reviewing Canada's Drag Race because their maxi challenge this week is an overacting challenge. Yeah. So again, following the Drag Race UK model of having an acting challenge in the second episode, and more, moreover, a historical kind of referencing because they did Downton Draggy. Now we're having Heritage Minutes based on Heritage Moments, which they do explain. I briefly googled it. No, Heritage Moments based on Heritage, heritage sorry. Minutes. So Heritage. See, so had we had Canadian I listeners know, who had informed us prior to us doing this, we wouldn't have this this problem. I'm ashamed so, by my ignorance. It's an overacting. Um, they're going to be overacting in two totally twisted Heritage Moments, which is inspired by Heritage Minutes. Now the first one is a tale of drag queens fighting for the right to vote in the Muffragettes. And the second is a heroic story of a Canadian doctor who cured... Re- um, 
who cured a rare drag disease mm-hmm. in the story I Smell Burnt Tux. Yeah. They're basically <laughs> spoofing old commercials that used to come on Canadian TV. And they're a true, beautiful Canadian heartfelt stories of a historical things that happen in Canada. Yeah, so I briefly Googled it and it's exactly as you say. There are 60 second, I don't, the word commercial seems a bit strange. There are 60 second shorts um, referencing Canadian folklore, culture, history. Graceful, delicate. <laughs> they had to go. Um, so, Boa choose well, Boa and Anastasia as the winners get to choose their teams, and Boa chooses Priyanka, Kine, Scarlet Bobo, Jimbo, and Alana. Who well, actually, Alana chose them as the last pick. First of all, it was Alona. Alona was literally alone. Uh, <laughs> and um, she had to choose her team. She chose Bowl's team. So Anna's team was Tainomi, Rita, Kiara, and Lemon. Who do you think is a stronger team looking at them? Like, we've not seen them really act yet, but who do you get a sense of performance and comedy from? I think Boa was really clever in choosing Priyanka. Yeah. Because Priyanka was a children's Some TV, TV entertainer. Mm-hmm. And take away the audience of what she's used to which is children's television this girl is now a drag queen so first of all she is an entertainer to children and old people so she's she can easily find the balance of crude and being respectful to the history because of that balance so i think priyanka was a definite great choice and she's comfortable being absurd and silly yes is she could you say she's now an entertainer maybe sorry tom that was a that fell flat, clearly. Um, I think I'm... Should I, should I edit it out? Could you was... just edit a laughter track over that, please? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was it. I'm going to cut like, and paste there over your one. I can see Kine performing well here. After her flat start, I still have high hopes for Kine as a performer. Of course. Look, take away the fact that Kine was the opposite of her name. She was quite mean and... Yeah. <laughs> kind angry. Yes. Um, take away all of that... that Entitlement. Mm-hmm. She's actually a good drag queen. Boa herself, I think, will be good. Yes. Um, I see Rita being good as a veteran performer. They've already said she's like Quebecois kind of, and their thing is camp performance shtick. Hands down, boots down, everything down, put it down. There's a fire, drop down. Boa has the strongest team. Boa's got herself, she and does. she already is one of the biggest characters and personalities. And Anast- Priyanka's there, and also Jumbo. Anastasia and Tainomi, I could see them working well together. They seem to be like cut from the same cloth, and I could see them being good teammates. Yep. Yeah. So that's the Maxi Challenge. Let's get into the rest of the episode. And we are back. We are back, back, back. So let's look at the rehearsals. The girls mm. got some time to do a bit of rehearsals. And these, um, obviously, they're focusing on a few people, the people who are usually struggling. Now, let's yes. start with Team Boa. Boa, Boa. Who, is, who I thought would have been amazing because of the, the characterizations mm. and that kind of, like, energy and that performance that she's given and kind of her quirkiness and her um, forwardness and uh-huh. everything about her that we've seen so far in the confessionals and on the stage has told us that she's going to do well in this challenge. Mm-hmm. It looks like she's struggling. Well, she references having ADHD, doesn't she? Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Okay, back it up. Now, first of all, I, I went to, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. a, a doctor told me that I may have ADHD. And my mom was with me and like she obviously we don't in my culture we don't subscribe to that but my mom got angry first of all when she heard that i think my mom thought i haven't talked to her but i think that she thought that he was telling me i had an std 
because of the way that my mom reacted. Like, I, she gave me the, you know, she, I don't, you won't know this because, you know, you're white. But, like, to all my people of colour out there, there's a look that your mom gives you when you're in public. And especially when you're in front of another white person. There's a look in public that your mom gives you. And it's this look. And the, and, and, giving me a look. And the look says, just wait till we get home. <laughs> And my mom gave me that look, and I, <laughs> I'm there going, I didn't do anything. And I was, <laughs> I was like, they were trying to tell me that I had ADHD, I was, I, I was hyperactive, and all of that. And I, in my mind, I'm like, maybe I'm just a young teenager. Well, ADHD is one of those somewhat contentious diagnoses, I think, that there can be this culture of kind of overdiagnosing it, especially. My belief is in the USA, we're not, obviously this is Canada, not the USA, but in the USA, it, you know, my perception is that it can be ten, there can be a tendency to overdiagnose people with it. It can be a way of medicalizing people who are simply lively and maybe have difficulty concentrating at times and, um, you know, otherwise have lots of wonderful qualities that they're lively and effervescent. It kind of medicalizes it and puts this really negative label on them. However, some people do find the label helpful it explains difficulties they've had the medication or the therapies available can be helpful to them i guess the proof is in the pudding you know um you know if you are prescribed a medicine for it have had some therapy for it and it that's helpful perhaps you do suffer from that and everything's a spectrum a lot of people can have adhd traits but they they otherwise like function very well um perhaps don't need the medication but other people there is a genuine thing that some people are very very severely affected by where life is incredibly difficult unless they're on the right medication and um having the right support you know, Boa says, you know, from her point of view, she identifies with that label. From her point of view, she has ADHD. And um, yeah, I mean, what she what she's talking about fits in with the with the criteria in the sense that she finds it hard to concentrate. She finds it hard to memorize things. And she does seem like a really lively, effervescent person. So Question. Mm. Do you feel people use the kind of, is it a mental illness? A, it, what I, what's the word? What's the what's the word for it? It's classified as a developmental disorder. Okay. Um, D.O. We'll call it a D.O. <laughs> D-O. For, so um, do people, do, do you think sometimes people use DOs as a way of uh, um, as an excuse really I mean, surely I, they must I mean oh, I can't do that because of this DO I have oh you know I really uh, the reason I couldn't do that is because I, I had DO I don't think DO is going to pan out well I, I, I can't say development I mean, disorder it's kind of like in the same group if you like as autism spectrum disorder as well in the sense that some, somebody is born with those traits it also gives people a reason to not push past what they, they can't do because in the back of their mind they're like well I can't learn how to do that because I have ADHD I never for once believed I had ADHD even though doctors more than one said that I may have had it but we didn't take any medicine in my culture that is and this is I don't know if it's going to be offensive but what we call it is a white person's disease and that's and, I, and it's not just my culture I know the Asian culture say the same thing this disease of the mind it's not allowed to be our burden we're not allowed to have that in my culture and they do say that it's this airy fairy kind of disorder, this airy fairy kind of sickness, is not uh, something that we're allowed to have. And I think these cultural barriers, you must, you must come across that in your in your work. I, oh, definitely, I definitely. Okay, cool. You know, different cultures definitely have um, different opinions towards mental illness in general. Yeah. Um, I'd link it back to what I was saying, really, in the sense that some people might find a label like that stigmatizing and it's not helpful for them. Some people might find a label like that helps explain a lot of their symptoms 
symptoms and then it gives them access to more support and i think that's a very individual choice some people just you know in in terms of how much somebody identifies with that whether people use it as an excuse i I couldn't possibly comment on that really because i think the individual if they have those difficulties is up to them how they utilize that and how they how they work with it um in boa's case i think she was just giving a little bit of an explanation as to why she's finding it difficult to concentrate how that will pan out in the final product i don't because it's edited so i don't think it'll show that much and so then she gives a lively camp for any performance it won't really matter that much no scarlet and alona are doing that kind of who was it in season three those, um, it those... was Alexis and Shangela as the twin bots, and I thought of them no, immediately as well. I think that they're trying to do a twin bots oh, kind of thing. Carmen and India were the other twin bots as well, so two sets of twin bots. Yes, I think they're kind of doing that. I don't know how it fits because, of course, you know what? When and rehearsals are very difficult for me to to look at mm-hmm. because we're just seeing segments, we're not seeing a story, so you're never gonna understand anything, and you're never gonna understand whether it's good or bad because it's taken out of context and it's taken out of rhythm. Yeah, what I've been told to think from the um uh, the the words from Jeffrey, who I think is doing a very very good job as a judge. I first of all, so. yeah, he's he was, been an amazing judge. Yeah. But let me go back to this. From what I'm hearing in the in the sound effects, it's telling me that they're doing a bad job. I don't know. I don't I don't know what I don't know the, what it's supposed to look like, but I will know in the final product if I like it or not. I got a they needed direction edit. They started off shaky and then he was laughing after they took a bit of direction. Okay. That's what I, I just got. don't know what they're they're doing and it's not their fault because this is what we're being shown. The names I'll understand that better later. Are referencing Tegan and Sarah, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, mean it's it's a it's a classic Tatiana choices when i see what they're doing i also thought priyanka even though she didn't get a lot of screen time seems to be doing a really solid job which is what we'd expect from her as a former Um, children's tv entertainer you can't say anyone's doing a solid job when you're looking at segments and clips of and it's not even focusing on anyone all we can see is who's usually doing bad i have my opinions and i have my beliefs okay thank you priyanka's (laughs) just pulling off a full-on willem like, mm. I feel like that's everything that she's doing is, is very clueless, very Willem type thing. Tell you who, who did make me laugh, Jimbo and Kine, their interactions in their bit, they, they seemed really, really funny. Okay. Um, the, the drama of that, and it seemed well performed, and there was lots of camp and theatrics. Yeah. I mean, over here we get quick looks at who's, who's comfortable acting, isn't it? And when we look at team anna kiara's looking like she's quite the standout isn't she and I, i'm great. just i'm just loving tai nomi like can i have a water please I, water. I like jeffrey's delivery of that can we get a can we get a water for tai nomi please it was please. quite dramatic it was like you know she she urgently needs this glass of water <laughs> yeah. she is on the verge of collapse it's just it's just quite quite a diverse type thing, isn't it? All I just see that she is struggling, and that apparently Kiara's killing it. Every you know what? Every moment that it's her, it's her turn to shine in any way. She seems to be really taking it. Kiara, based on our first impression on the entrance into the workroom, she's a bit of a dark horse, or is um what did um. But did Justin Fox say? I'm, I'm the black, black, horse. black horse. This conversation, yeah, dark you, horse, but dark horse. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's Black Horse. Yeah. That's it. Um, 
can we move on to mirror moments? It's quite a profound mirror moment. I think the only person worth focusing on here really is Anastasia. Yeah, because the other two queens, and it is Lemon and who was it? it was Lemon and kind of bow and Lemon. Basically, they're t- they're telling every single story we've heard, every single mirror moments in every mm. second season. Yes, yeah. Parents didn't approve of it. Then they came to show, and now they love it. Or um, my dad, my my mum, dad, someone didn't approve of it. And in the last years of their life before they died, they came and saw me and they approve of me. So, look, I've heard that story and it is a beautiful story. But there's something that was very special about Anastasia's story that I think that we want to focus on. I especially want you to get into that that experience for me, doctor. Doctor, can I call you doctor? Uh, Yeah. Later. Um, I want I want to really focus on this um, this very f- frothy moment that she experienced. Frothy, can I? Did I use that right? Frothy. Frothy is the way we just used to describe the runways in All Stars Five, not Anastasia's <laughs> really quite tender moment. So Anastasia. Anastasia's from the Bahamas, and mm-hmm. she told us about how she's had friends who have been shot and killed, people who um, opened their doors and were shot in the face. Do you know what I find so disturbing is the whole casualness, the the casual way she talks about murder and death and the LGBTQ community and the drag drag performance community, how casual she talks about um, someone opening the door and dying. I've had friends who have died, you know, almost like, oh yeah, my friend's got those pair of shoes. The same way that that was delivered from someone else, the same way she was talking about murder. I find that quite scary. Well, it's somebody from her position who has endured that much trauma um she can't afford to feel a deep well of emotion every time that she speaks about it or thinks about it she's got to become armor plated um i'm sure i'm sure well it's a coping mechanism in order to cope with trauma like that people have to repress the emotions associated with it uh, just in order to survive otherwise you'd be a blubbering wreck wouldn't Mm. you so she's such a tough tough girl and she's a real survivor she has to be tough in order to cope with it isn't is that right tom do you think absolutely i would agree with you i just thought of that top of my head i mean you know what from what she's been through um yeah you know this is this is massive massive trauma she has stared death in the face is the kind of thing that really affects the way that people interact and she looked bianca daria right in the eyes didn't she shower needles right right in the face um you know people have to um repress the emotions associated with trauma like that in order to survive but I, I'm just filled with an admiration for, for Anastasia. She she speaks about it so openly and so eloquently. And in front of the other girls, again, she's armor-plated. It's only the confessional that she breaks down in tears. No, she breaks down in the workroom as well. Does she? Yeah. I, I just got this sense of like massive strength from her either way. And if she if she needs to shed a few tears about it, so be it. You know? I think a lot of the times characters like strong that, girl. characters like Anastasia, when she was talking about it, she was quite steel armored. We and I tell, think her yeah. own emotions took her by surprise. She's a pageant girl. And, and she was talking about it, you know, like just saying, Oh yeah, they got shot. And I got shot. She said she was shot in the in the kidney or in the chest, in the shoulder. Places. She was yeah. and then she drove herself to the hospital and only then she collapsed. She heard a doctor say that she may not have survived. And she was just saying that as if she was just reciting a memory. And I think she was actually overwhelmed by the emotion that she didn't even know was there probably, but an emotion that she didn't anticipate. And she stopped and broke down and I 
it, it probably it, talk you know, me through that moment i don't know it's her moment isn't it like the the, the fact that she spoke about it so objectively probably represents the fact that she was dissociated at that time, which is something that happens when you're in a, a moment of, of massive trauma and adversity. Just in order to deal with that situation, people go into a kind of like emotionally detached autopilot mode. And just the way she spoke about it spoke of dissociation to me. But um, thank, thank goodness she's here. Um, thank goodness she survived and she spoke really highly of the asylum system in Canada. I'm so glad that she was well treated and had a good experience because the asylum process is horrible in most countries. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if this is the kind of thing that shaped her into the determined steely pageant queen that she's become. Um, it's, you know, given her this determination to thrive and survive. She is a fighter she's a fighter and i love the other queen's reactions are very supportive especially jimbo jimbo showed a lot oh, of like insight you know, and support do you know what I'm, I'm i'm actually i actually fell in love with jimbo in that moment because Jimbo's jimbo out of drag it's just a it seems like a really great chair chip mm. like a, re- a really good um down down to earth kind of lad he's just there thoughtful, thoughtful very yeah. much so and his drag is for me a complete transformation and not just the look but the character mm-hmm. because out of drag he's quite a um i have to, he's he's just quite an intelligent very emotional kind of person who's very very smart very very worldly very very understanding and he was actually in tears before she was Mm. listening to that experience and she had this genuine kind of like i can't believe that happened to you moment didn't she and i I love jimbo i think you can tell that from jimbo's drag though because i think you'd have to be quite a thoughtful cerebral person to draw as many references as she does Mm. Mm. but also because i think if you want to be that kind of character, she has to be a thoughtful and cerebral mm, person. Mm, so mm-hmm, that kind of mm-hmm. influences her drag mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Maybe something for you to think about. Thank you. L- let it digest and tell food, me what you think about. Food for thought. Now, I'm excited about this runway theme. I think it's a really good idea for a runway what theme. What is runway theme? So it's called Not My First Time in Drag. So it's recreating their first time in drag. Ah. So interesting. Open to interpretation. Some of the girls might be faithful to that. Some of them will be redoing it like the same concept with what they know and what can do and their their resources nowadays so i'm really really interested to see this let's have a look great and the first queen we have walking the runway is lemon talk me about how you feel with this how i feel is that she's done a scarlet o'hara and grabbed the nearest pair of curtains and made a beautiful gown out of it um i think she looks stunning um she's not bad in the the original photo either um, but I, I think this is this is quite a lovely runway look. I love the sort of Versace esque thigh high slit. I mm. love the train. Yes. Um, <clears throat> nice to see her not with PP yellow hair either. She looks better as a platinum blonde. Okay. Um, I thought she was walking in in her first time in drag outfit mm. because I actually preferred the photo that showed her first dress. I thought that was much more elevated than this one. I just think that. I don't think this is a glow up at all. I think the first one looked like fabric literally draped over her body in a fairly haphazard fashion. This is um, put around a structured corset and it's much, much better. But this, the structured corset to me looks a bit too boxy Andrews. Boxy Andrews. Do, what do you think? 
Um, no, I like uh, it. It's like I say, it's given me kind of like Angelina Jolie on the red okay. carpet in Versace. All right. Cool. Next up, we have Miss Rita Beggar. Now, do you remember we watched America's Next Top Model Cycle 9, yes. where the winner was Salisha? Yes. Do you remember that photo shoot they had where they had to be flowers? Flowers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember Bianca? Bianca had the um, this flower hair, and she gave that kind of very, very... She, had the, she just had her hair cut bored, yes. and she had this, this kind of look. This took me straight back to that photo shoot. Yes, it also reminds me of Candy Davenport's um, flowers look in All Stars 4... She was sunflowers on black. Ah, yes. And it, basically, it gives me, you know, um, Anne Geddes, the um, the artist who photographs the babies as as flowers. Okay. It gives me that, but like all grown up and mm. now I'm a drag queen. <laughs> what do you think about, is it, is it a glow up? Yeah, definitely, definitely, because yep. it was far more um, structured and high concept. I just, I just wish that she found another way to incorporate the flowers that weren't so tacky. Yeah, I think the flowers on the shoulders were quite very, very tacky. It looked very, very amateur. It actually looked like second time in drag, not like I've come years and years since. I feel like it was like the next level, hair like and Mario Land. <laughs> level two. Uh, hair and makeup was miles better. The dress, I agree, wasn't a big departure. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of brights on black like that either, but that's more of a matter of taste. Okay. Now, what did you think of Tainomi? I think, um, well... I mean, Tanomi's original look was kind of like the girl who didn't make it onto uh, an R&B video with, you know, Usher. Do you know what I mean? I just feel like it's two different looks. It is two different looks. The con- so it's... She's so it, sorry. The same... And then... Color was Sorry, go on, Tom. But she's gone from... That R- was my ADHD, like Boa, you know? <laughs> okay. I just couldn't stop myself, Tom. She's gone from like... R&B video vixen B-lister to kind of like um, chainmail knight slash Eleanor of Aquitaine in a mini dress. Yes. Um, and overall, I did not like this look. I thought no. it, was, it, was a, a, it was a bit of a hodgepodge of different textures. And- she could have gone for, and this is Ty Nomi, who mm. got her looks from two, well, one and a half supermodels, um, Naomi Banks and Tyra. Now, she got her name from two one and a half supermodels, <laughs> and she wants to do her glow up as something that's not even very fashion forward. She should have gone commercial to high fashion mm. if that's kind of what she is. If, if you know, like, I don't, I don't like her after. I actually would prefer her before. I think her after is too much of a stretch. You know what? She's doing the blessing, Claire, yeah. where she got given the brief and she's just trying to do too much. I'll tell you what, though, she's got amazing legs and that mug is beautiful. Um, but having said that, her kind of, yeah, Eleanor of Aquitaine sort of going into battle, but sort of going, being in an R&B video, I'm not buying it. No. I don't think anyone is. And those those stockings are just quite tacky. And sh- like they don't she's go with the rest of it. They're cheapening it. She's yeah. just cheapening it. Now we've got Miss Kiara here, who's very, she's a very much a kind of Naomi. I agree. She's Naomi Smalls as Paris Hilton. Yes. Yeah, in this, kind of, <laughs> yes. In this sequined scoop neck mini dress. Um, it's very reminiscent of a, a look that Naomi actually did in season eight. Um, I th- think it was... Um, Maybe with, the chance with the long to make as we, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It's very, very similar, but it was not executed anywhere near as well as Naomi. This does at look all. quite. It does look. It's quite, very quite amateur. Cheap. Kiara, both looks are ugly, honey. Considering like 
what she did last week, this is a bit of a disappointment. Very, there's no elevation at all. There's a different width. There's a different width. We have a different width. But everything else is just... I mean, I actually think her first dress and her first time in drag looks more expensive. I agree. It's like more of a lame fabric that's yes. kind of put together a bit better. And th- this literally looks like two strips of fabric that have been pinned together to make a dress in inverted commas. Like, people are not allowed to use this... Um, elevated drag by saying that their makeup is better i think i think a lot of the times from, from what i'm seeing a lot of the differences is that their makeup is now better so what she's really pretty though her makeup is gorgeous yes but like mm. all the other queens when it's not something quite obvious in terms of their drag aesthetic they're just coming in as a different version that's not particularly any better but mm. their makeup is better so they feel it's an elevated drag i said i, I don't felt. I felt yes, but I just don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. Who we got next? So we've got next up. We um, have Miss um, Khan. No, Anastasia. sorry, Anastasia so Beverly Hills. Tell me, supplies. this reminds me of um, Widow Von Du's look. Um, her Black the, Panther her, her look. Her Black Panther look. Amen. On um, season 12. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. But she's very much Wakanda like... Wakanda whiff is she wearing now? <laughs> it is beautiful. She does look stunting. This is this is how it's done, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. This is the first actual glow up yeah. I have seen. This is done correctly. Tell you what, in that first photo, she just looks like a, a lovely lady who's won a pageant though, doesn't she? She mm. looks great. Um, but this, the pageant hair, the contacts, the elevated makeup, the jewels all bring it up a notch. The the way that she's bedazzled, the the white stripes, um, yeah, stunting. As I mean, I I think this is the first glow that we've seen. I'm loving everything. She looks expensive. She is fitted. Everything is fitted well. I love the figure eight. I love mm. the figure eight walk that she does. Does the you know, May was, West it's, it's kind of like a yeah. variation on um, Alyssa's walk where she points <laughs> and now I'm going to go over there. Now I'm going to go over there. Now I'm going to stand right here. Except she's not using her hands. She's just walking. Yeah. She's just walking around giving you that figure eight, giving you those crossroads. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Now we've got Boa. So Boa um now i can see how this second look is inspired by the first look um her makeup and hair are much much better now i don't know what i get from this it's kind of like it's like a monochrome bustier with like bloody elements almost like she's like a bull who's like gored somebody do you know what i mean it's a swimsuit on a runway thank the lord's michelle visage ain't sitting on that judging panel because you might as well keep walking off that stage into the garage take the next taxi back home mm. as no there's no elevation here at all we've gone right back to queens who will just change their makeup change their wig and they think that's an elevation i prefer her before look by far the makeup is much much worse and the wig is much worse but she's kind of giving me like, almost like 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 she's the minotaur who became a pinup model she's had so much work done she had loads you know what what i can tell from the before and after is that boa has had a lot of work done. i'll be honest they look like two different people it's that it's, is a different face it's, you know what it's like when you buy from ebay and you get it in the mail that's what i got like i ordered the before and i got that after and i wish that i got the before because the after i don't i'm, I'm going straight back to cinder i don't know it's, it's the look she's going for she clearly loves her injectables she had loads of botox and fillers hasn't she but you there we go a lot of fillers in her stomach <gasps> wow it's a look 
ba, ba, it's ba. a look who's up and next. it's very much like emirates next top model if you're gonna call yourself a plus size queen please appreciate the beauty that comes with a plus size queen but there's so many queens that come in saying they're plus size but they're trying to lose weight no that is beautiful big is beautiful is this me overcompensating yeah for thank what I just you said, thanks for the psa there thank you. let's move on <laughs> Um, now, Kine is giving me Van der Von Odd from Dragula vibes here. This is a very Van der Von Odd look. The the bright um, purple makeup and skin tone and the kind of like fetishy John Willie get up. What do you see? I see a better before than mm. I do see an after. I know she's going for Ursula, but this is a poor, unfortunate ho <laughs> she went from trying to be ursula to ursula who got legs and standing around the corner looking for anyone with a voice box <laughs> trying to get oh. her voice box tickled by something look i'm not buying it i don't like it at all i love the weave in her before <laughs> and it's got more of a 40s pinup vibe yeah well she's actually gone from like a drag character disney to like um, Sandy from Greece with purple put all over you. Like <laughs> I don't get it. I love. Don't, that I don't first like the fit wig. of the jacket. The fit of the jacket's really like loose and off and clear. That's why she was what she was going for. But I'd I'd have preferred something much different in the top. I really actually love her first look. I really do. I reckon I reckon her first look was amazing. I like the I like the fact that she's gone for more depth with the purple tones and the make. I will say uh, them hips do not match that face. <laughs> uh, if you're gonna go for oh, purple, oh, and when she turns around and like you can see that the back of her corset where you side. see her skin, it's not purple. That's, like you need to commit to the illusion. That is shady camera work though focusing <laughs> on that little gap in the back is this another example of a homophobic camera work Tom? yeah i thought they were looking at her bottom which no i think they're showing that the back that she's not fully illusionized yeah no. yeah i see that she should have just painted a purple stripe down the middle of her back eh no oh god kind just no priyanka now first of all priyanka i love the look that you're wearing today on that runway but there is a it's too different looks it's not a glow up from your first time in drag Defo. it's like you saw the photo of your first time in drag and trying to pretend like it never happened so coming in <laughs> in something that's quite elegant the same color scheme i guess and she even said it like i said in the first photo she's stevie nicks and she said that in the second photo she's joan collins in dynasty um, two different looks but in like a sort of latexy fetish mini dress with the shoulder pads that really she she shouldn't really get away with this because the references are completely different yes it's like faintly the same color scheme and that's about it um i mean you know what she's gonna probably say look this is my glow up i i'm wearing the same eyeliner so therefore <laughs> i am elevating the wig what is I used faintly to be. the same color it's just really it's it's unfair she can't get away with this this is a major boot the, the wig's a bit greasy as well um scarlet bobo now i loved her before look yeah because she looks like every white twink's first time in drag and i loved it um Props to this girl for fire eating on the runway. Those circus skills, fantastic. I want to see those week on week. Please, Scarlet Bobo, please show us why you are a drag clown slash circus girl. That was I fantastic. Thought, I mean, it was very, very... Um, 
ambitious, very, very dangerous. I really do like her glow-up look. Mm. Very, very much so. I love the performance that she's doing on stage. And yes, you're right, because the first time her before photo came up, I'm like, the reason you like that, Tom, is because... (laughs) That was you on New Year's <laughs> Eve. That was also you last year's Actually, Halloween. And I think I've also seen you on Eurovision 2016 <laughs> wearing that same before drag I, costume. I looked better than that on New Year's Eve. Thank you very much. Maybe we should do a glow up for you. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the George Helen. But where would we go? There's nowhere to glow up to. Um, <laughs> Trend alert, though, um, like John Willie inspired like fetish wear. She was, again, very like fetish, um, you know, suspenders, chains, um, that kind of thing. But give me like an 80s take on it because she had all that big hair. She was like a member of Heart doing like a John Willie photo shoot. Mm. Let's look at Miss Alona. Miss Alona, I just see amateur walking down the runway and how dare you wear those sketches trainers on the runway well again i think this is very in keeping with like a 90s referencing theme this is very like you know the craft no the craft that film with the witches um charmed no well that era that era definitely so like sabrina 90s goth witch on the runway that's what she's giving me that's what I see. I don't see. That. I actually prefer her face in the first one. I think she was going for a very much pure female illusionist with the first time makeup. Okay. Mm. And the final person to walk the runway is Jimbo. Jim. Well, that looks like that Dragula queen. Abora. Abora. We Do have Abora walking the runway. I'm loving the amount of like Dracula that we're seeing in Canada's Drag Race because I love Dracula. But she's giving me kind of like Harley Quinn becomes a cheerleader. Wasn't I just saying one of the things I love about Jumbo is the the transformation mm-hmm. that we see him go from out of drag to into drag, the transformation, uh, the tr- transformation in character, the transformation in the illusion of drag, the transformation in the aesthetic. Mm. It is pure transformation. I think that's what drag is and can be. And definitely the way that it's been utilized by Jimbo. This is perfection. She loves inhabiting a character, doesn't she? Very much and so. The, the kind of like cheerleader pom-poms out of the pigtails. Oh is really, really how fun. genius yeah. is that? This is... Ve- like, this is worthy of Dragula. Do you agree? It's really, really fun. Like, I, I think, you know, when we first saw her, we we got slight shades of Disasterina, didn't we? Yes. And I'm, I'm thankful to say that that's playing out because we love Disasterina and we're loving Jimbo. Who had your favorite look and who had your least favorite look? Ooh, give me one moment. Um, my Jimbo favorite, was my favorite look is Anastasia. Okay, I can get on board with Anastasia. Anastasia is my favorite. It's a close second as Jimbo, but Jimbo's my, my favorite is Anastasia. My least favorite is Alona and quite possibly Tainomi and Boa. I think Boa, Boa is a bit basic, but Priyanka for it being nothing like the original. Oh, but okay, the person who should go home, not just being the bottom, should go home. Purely on this challenge is Priyanka. For yes. being naughty. For not even listening to the challenge <sighs> at all. Not listening to the category. Category is, I don't care. I bought this and I'm going to wear it. Very that. It's that very was the that. category yeah, yeah, that she yeah. was walking to. Yeah. So I've got this photo from like vaguely the beginning of my drag career and it's sort of the same color scheme. Will you accept? Yeah, but I, I just paid a designer for this amazing <laughs> costume and I really feel like I want to wear it today. I hope she didn't pay too much for that. Let's have a look at this week's actual... Mm, 
moments. What was it? Many moments. Um, historical moments. Historical minutes. Let's look at the <laughs> the performance. Magic moments. Magic. No, it was it was a magic moment. It was history. Look, let's have a look at the performances. Can our Canadian yes? fans please just dub over this bit, please? Can you please forgive us? And heritage also, heritage minutes. Looking back through my little notes here, somewhere out there, decent. there's a Canadian who has already unsubscribed. <laughs> Gotta look back through my little notes. God, I had to write small here. <laughs> oh, fuck. 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 Let's get into the Maxi Challenge. Great. We've just seen the Maxi Challenges. Gosh. The that gin is kicking in. <laughs> We've just seen the Maxi Challenge performances. Let's start off with Team Boa. Um, no. No? No. Tell me, let's let's focus on the positives. What were your highlights? Um, when it finished, <gasps> what happened? There was um, look my highlight there, and this is a stretch of a highlight. It's it's not like a pheromone highlight. It's <laughs> it's literally like there's no lighting kind of highlight, and it's wow. that Jimbo to me was the saving grace. Jimbo and Kine's interaction was pretty funny. No, no, not. For me, it was just Jimbo. Everyone else was terrible. Jimbo had a great role and overacted, which is what we expect. I think Kine was like solid in her delivery. Not exceptional, solid. I just thought it was quite disappointing. I was really disappointed in Boa. The kind of energy between the two kind of twins characters was Scarlet and Alona, who was just very, very off. They felt very flat for me. There was no one. And because... There was no one in the group because Jimbo was the external. There are two. There are two major players in their mm. in their historical moments. It was Jimbo the judge, and it was the suffragettes type people. Yeah, there was no one in the suffragettes that really held the group and also provided a driving force for the group. So there was it was like two extras kind of interacting with each other without a main without a focus i just felt it very, it really did fall flat there was there was nothing there to give it life i think um to me you may not agree i thought priyanka was quite funny with the kind of like waftiness i, and I the, can the kind of like sluttiness and i stuff. can appreciate that people yeah. you and the majority of people will um would say that priyanka had a very very kind of quirky funny yeah and um, she added the element to it i actually was quite underwhelmed by Priyanka in the sense that I know that she's supposed to be a children's entertainer <laughs> and even being dull needs energy. Even even being a bland character on stage requires a form of energy. And I just felt like there was none from Priyanka. I actually found her quite try hard. Oh, I actually thought she was okay. trying too hard to be that ditzy kind of character. And then little things like how she had to make it very obvious to be funny. For example, the whole she had like something in her pants where she would scratch oh, to yeah, show that yeah, she had yeah. cramps. She you don't need to give it a moment. You don't need to give it its own line in the sense that you don't have to be like, I'm going to say this line and now I'm going to scratch it to show you crabs. Yeah. It has like this beauty and subtlety. There really is. So even if you're just playing your character and as you're playing that character, doing little bits of scratching, 
that would have been a bit more subtle. It's not too, I'm trying to be funny. Mm. Look, oh, I've got crabs, which I felt she was doing. She was really, really trying too, too hard to push that STD kind of crabs thing in. And for it. me, it was, it. it was a kill off. So I, that was a, that was a real tragedy. It's, I'm putting it up there with season seven, Shakespeare. Oh, gosh. I mean, that was amazing, Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> stop it. Oh, it was fantastic. You better stop. Um, I want to move on. If you don't have anything else to say about Team Bowl, I, I want to move on. I'm going to suggest we move on, actually. Now, the next scene that we have is Team Anna. And there is a... First of all, I prefer this skit. I think it was by better overall. Far, by far, it was much better than the others. And also, Rita Beggar, thank the heavens. Uh-huh. Thank you, God, that there is a drag queen that knows how to overact without being like... Without doing too much, and I and I know that's she's, a contradiction. I think it's this a contra- is her experience and her veteran status. It really she's is. A, a re- you know, she has done this a hundred times, a hundred, a thousand times. Been on stage, done funny, silly comic skits that are parodies of things, and this is very much um, within her wheelhouse, as one might say. I will say I was impressed with Kiara as well. Her physical comedy and her commitment to the role were really, really good. I thought. Okay. I really liked Kiara. All right, and yes, I just think that the person that really held the group together and really, if you take this character out, mm-hmm. will that play, will that skit still be as funny as it um, as I thought it was? And as, the answer is no. If I remove Rita, mm-hmm. it's probably just as much as a train wreck as the first one. So Rita was integral to that play in the sense that she actually held it together and the funny thing is she was only a secondary character she Mm -hmm. wasn't a main she wasn't a Beyonce she was that understudy character in the background she was Isis she was remember Isis in in, 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 she was very much the background assassin tell you who she really was she was Alaska in the season 5 acting challenge where she was like solid and carrying scenes without being like this dramatic standout she was also Alaskan All Stars 2 tell Mm -hmm. them Alyssa (laughs) what do you think about Michelle Visage. <laughs> Beast! Totally. Burn. <laughs> like that was it. That was it. It was it was it was the complete you know Bob the Drag Queen and the Overacting Challenge didn't come in and overdo everything. No, no, Bob stole that scene. Bob came, Bob into came that in and scene robbed everyone. And overacted.com yeah. without having to go there and overdo this and this and this and this. No, no, there was nah. a there was a control that she had to overacting. And there's Again, there's a beauty in the subtleties, and it's something that she did very, very well. And that's what I'm saying that a lot of these queens think overacting is over exemplifying, overdoing everything, and talking like this. That mm. that's not overacting. Overacting is is, is is in your performances, in your energy, and it's and it's something that a lot of these queens didn't do. The only queen that really, really hit that on the head was Rita Bagger. I think she was great. Like, th- there were a couple of, in, in this scene, I think we were, like, fairly solid. Like, Anastasia was fine. Lemon was fine. Tainomi was really low energy, unfortunately. Yes, very much. Tainomi um, was low energy, definitely. Also, they, they kept in a, a line flub with Tainomi. There's a bit to where let us know that, she, that she's going to be, be in the bottom. The bottom yes. yeah. Look, from these performances, I'm letting you know right now that Rita's got another win in her hand. However, Jimbo also did well, and Jimbo's runway should push Jimbo up to the top. I think think you kind of represent the masses in the sense that 
Kiara is going to be a favorite. There are top she girls. She was of not the week. my favorite, but I I understand why people would appreciate that. Who else would I, you put in the top three over Kiara? Uh, for me, the top three is I'm looking along the line here. It's definitely Rita Bagger. It is definitely Jumbo, and I'm gonna have to say. Kiara. There we go. We agree on the top three. Well, there's a top two, and then you force me to fill the other slot. <laughs> no, it's going to be a top three. Who are you? I mean, you're, you're, you're really putting, you're really pushing an all stars four on me and forcing me <laughs> to choose uh, a double when there is. There, I don't need an extra person on there. I don't create the boundaries. The I show just creates the boundaries. There really is a top two plus one. Tell me who are your bottom three because I know you, you're dying to tell me. My bottom three. They're all about it. Well, actually, <laughs> to be honest, they're all bottoms. <laughs> this is the first time I'm saying they're all bottoms, and I, I actually agree they're all bottoms. But Boa has to be in the bottom. Not Tell only no because me. she was, not only because Boa was, um, I felt, not as effective in her performance, but she's the team leader, and we all know you have to go down with your team. Boa is in the bottom, and I'm looking across the girls here as well. Um, I'm going to have. I didn't really mind that Tainomi as bad as everyone else, but like... I would say my bottom four, if you like, has to be three of these four. Boa, Tainomi, and the twins, so Scala, Bobo, yes. and Alona. Okay, um, a million times I agree with that. Cool. Uh-huh. Let's see what they have to say and watch the final lip sync, okay? Yeah. But that, to me, the winner this week is Rita. I feel like the person going home is either going to be Boa or Tainomi or maybe even Alona. My winner this week is Jimbo. All right. Combination of performance and runway. Let's see. Okay, let's just give it up for the winner. Who was the winner this week? The winner was Lemon. Was it? Well, let's get into the judging, okay? Because I yes. think it's worth talking about. So... I think the judging was basically opposite of what we said. So, like, okay, so our tops this week were Lemon, uh, Kiara, Jimbo. The the judging was a little difficult to discern. So, there were seven girls who weren't safe. A couple of them was like, "Are you topping of Adam or Kiara?" I tell. But the definite tops are Lemon, Kiara, and Jimbo. Now, I think Jimbo should have won this episode. I thought Lemon was high safe. I thought she was solid. And I loved her runway look. But there we go. They go another. It's like they're trying to give Lemon. I suspect they're giving Lemon a kind of like, oh, she was in the bottom. She's got a rising trajectory kind of narrative. I feel like that's what's going on. Jimbo's been high two weeks in a row though, so she's you know she's our little star. Kiara, I would have been happy if the win had gone to Kiara as well um, because I thought she was the one of the best performers. Strange that Rita wasn't in the top. Strange that Rita was safe. I'm quite baffled at the way this has turned out. Defo. Um, it just lets me know that the judges here don't know what they're doing. I'm very surprised that Ilona and Scarlett were spared the bottom. Lemon should not have won this episode. Agreed. Period. Agreed. Full stop. It should have either been Rita or Jimbo. I don't understand what they saw in her performance. Anyway, look, first of all, congratulations to Lemon. A pressure cooker of a competition. <laughs> Having said Sorry. all that, congratulations yeah. to Lemon. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, why you got to go straight to negative? Sorry, no. as I said, congratulations to Lemon. However, I feel the winner, the strongest player yeah. for the Maxi Challenge, hands down, was Rita, uh-huh. the strongest on the runway was Anastasia and Jumbo. And mm-hmm. I stand by that. Yeah. Cool. So 
it's, now our definite bottoms were Tainomi and Kine, who ended up being the bottom two. I'm baffled as to why Kine was in the bottom. I honestly think that this is some kind of vendetta <laughs> based on week one. Yeah. It's very, very strange. Kine was nowhere near the worst performer. Kine, she was pretty solid. Kine could have been in the bottom last week for her attitude. However, Kine should not have been in the bottom this week. The bottom... Wasn't kind of wasn't even on the radar for being someone who should have been there, and I don't know why she was there anyway. She was there at the bottom with Tainomi, who deserved to be there. Boa has been touched by several angels because she was safe. I Boa think they like her a attitude. Bit of favoritism because yeah, she's well, so was Lemon, so was Lemon, Lemon. So, yeah. anyway, going to the lip sync, first of all, I want to let you all know and. Tom did not know this song. And not to familiar. every gay out there, I want you to scream and throw whatever device you're listening to this on, whether it be your iPhone, your iPod, whatever, your iPad, your Android, throw it on the ground, stomp on it and pretend it's Tom's face because he hey. did not know the song if you could read my mind. I'm not being funny, but we've all got our own experiences if and it's not in the realm of my experience. Mind, no. To be honest, I thought the, the, the melody was very similar to um, I Believe the Children of the Future by Whitney Houston. I lip-synced this song before I even so, know. Paolo, I Demis- Paolo basically won this lip-sync for your life. He demonstrated <laughs> it for me before. I did a performance. And I, I didn't lip-sync. I sung it. He, I sung it yeah. and I danced it. And, and he I did it better than either Kine or No, Tainomi. I want to tell you where it went wrong. Before I tell you who the winner was, and you probably already know this if you're listening, it's a recap. I would imagine you know by now. I felt Kine should have won this lip sync. And I'm telling you, not like she assassinated anyone. There was no assassination here, okay? Mm. It was who did the best with the music. Now... If you know the song, if you could read my mind, you know that the verse starts off. If you could read my mind, no, what I tell my thoughts will tell. La 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 la. And when the, when the chorus comes in, then the beat comes. I don't know where we went wrong, but the feeling sure, and I just can't get it out. Doom, doom. So that's when it comes in. So obviously, you go with the beat of the music when you're doing the verse. You do the whole. Tell them. If you could read my mind, tell them what you would do. And when the chorus kicks in, when and the dance music kicks in, and it's like, na na na, you know, that's when you start doing something, a celebration, whatever. Make the energy match the musical uh-huh. instruments that are kicking in. Make sure there's a marriage between your energy and the energy of the music. Now, that's what I would have looked for as a judge on this performance. Neither of them did that. However, I really like the kind of je ne sais quoi, the kind of the facial performance, the acting, the mm. anguish, the... Uh. an actor. Yes, the, that came from Kine. For an actor, where did you train? You're doing a sherry pie. <laughs> Am I not allowed? Sorry. You're not allowed to, Tom. Uh-huh. No, you're allowed to. I think she was a a queen who was probably... Let's not go there. <laughs> um. Tom's giving me this look saying, Polo, no. <laughs> you are not the one to just... No. Talented but did bad things. That's the bottom line. We um, are all talented and we all make mistakes. We all do bad things. No, I do. Um, so, yeah, I actually, when we look at this, there are you two favor opposites. Kine. There are two opposites. Tainomi was dancing mm. 
disco dancing from the get-go when mm. it was supposed to be a story. Like she went, she she literally went from zero to 100. Mm. So the thing is, when you go from, when you start off at 100 and the hundred and, and the, the first verse isn't even the banger, mm-hmm. the banger comes in the chorus. If you start at 100 at, at the verse and then the chorus kicks in, where do you go from there when you've already started so hard? You've got nowhere to go. What does that mean? It means that your performance is going to be either one note where you're always going to be like hard, 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 or you're going to go hard, 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 and then try to find a way to bring it down, but you don't bring energy and performance down mm-hmm. at the time the music's kicking it up a gear. So Tanomi so, did not have the peaks and troughs in the right places. She didn't. Yeah. But she did. She obviously, to me, was one of the best i love the way she moves i love the way that she can she, she obviously has choreography in her she has yeah. dance in her but i just think maybe and i think every gay knows how to sing and dance to the song however you put the lights on you you put people in front of you you put a hundred thousand dollars on the line you put all of that put there all of a sudden what makes head. sense no longer is there you you you're literally it's it's for your life. It's do or die. Mm. However, I really thought Kine, to me, Kine would have been my winner. Not because she was a better dancer, but because she was a better storyteller. Okay. And she was a better actor. Mm-hmm. And this song called more for a um a kind of a ballad, a, a very emotional ballad performance than it did for um a kikiri kaka ka ah do this over there. Oh, I'm gonna do the splits. Yeah, it wasn't that kind of for me. It wasn't that kind of. I mean, looking at the girls now. I mean, obviously, Tainomi won. Congratulations, Tainomi. Um, I didn't want to see Tainomi go at all. No, so I, I'm actually. really, really glad Tainomi stayed. I However, I don't think Kine should have gone home. But then I don't think Kine should have been put on the bottom. No, completely so for agree. Me, it was completely. It was a completely mixed episode completely mixed judging kind should not have been in the bottom that's a fact um unfortunately she was very strange week of judging but i'm, I'm glad tainomi lives to yep. fight another day i feel like tainomi it wasn't her week um we've yet to see her fully express her fabulousness in this competition mm. but it was, it was i think she put in a good lip sync and that was good to see yes i want to see her fabulosity also there are so many drag queens who have walked the runway, who have walked the work rooms of mm. RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Canada, Philippines, China, wherever, the US. Not China. And yet, I, I can guarantee you, all those queens are saying this. Mm. If I got that song uh-huh. in my lip sync for my legacy or life, I would have turned it out. And I'm one of the, I'm sitting here going, I wish that song would come on on a competition and drag and I had to dance for my life because I would turn the party. But, you know, that's just me and my ego talking. Question. Are they all going to be... Tell me how you feel about me. About my own numbers about and my own rings. Are they all going to be Canadian um, artists? Uh, I, I, I know Callie Rae Jepsen for the first episode is Canadian. I don't really know who sang this song. Are they Canadian? I don't know. I don't know. We can figure it out. We can talk to them about it later. But yes, my guess really, Alanis and Celine, some peaches. I um, I don't think this was a wow um, acting challenge. There was um, it wasn't a season five. Um, Hilda, you think you have Emily? Ah, you take over my my family. It wasn't a dance and draggy. It was what from was, UK. 
there are some great performances in that. Um, but like it, it is the it's the acting challenge that spawned uh, much better. Like, I think much better is such an overkill. And oh, it so is absolutely. I don't like still, it anymore. If someone says much better to me, I'm just like, please don't. Please don't strike me. Don't do that. Um, I mean, you know, Baker, Viv, uh, Davina, they're all I mean, fab oh, yeah, They were amazing actors. You're right. Yes. I mm. don't think this was a strong acting challenge. It's not to say anything about the cast. I just can't wait till I see um, a challenge where they're all just like, bam. Like, you know, I wonder like what Alexis Mateo, bam, here I am. We've not seen what the preview is for next week. No, but we can talk about it next time. Because we're going to be we're podcasting in another couple of days. If, Y'all are okay. going to be getting an avalanche of podcasts from us. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so while you're walking your dogs or you're on your way to work um, or you're, what else? How else do you listen? How do you listen to podcasts, Tom? Um, on the way to work. I listen to our podcast. <laughs> Just our podcast? And after the season is over, I listen to Will and Alaska's. I listen to a few podcasts, and I listen to it when I'm at the gym. I listen to a podcast when I'm working out. Mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts when I'm walking to the Esda, walking to the yeah, local fe- store, when I go for a walk anywhere. I, I like listening to podcasts because it makes me feel like I'm like eavesdropping on someone's conversation. And I really do like that. It, 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 it takes away the boredom from things that are quite like meh. Tell you what, if they're following the UK's pattern, is the next challenge going to be Snatch Game? I don't know, Tom. So we look. We'll let you guys know about it. Thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GT podcast. Please like, please review, only if it's a five star. <laughs> Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> not really kidding. Yeah, not really kidding. Um, and do tell a friend. Look, I've, I've gone past the point where I'm going to be like kind and be like, oh, please, yo ass, if you're listening, tell a friend. Okay, period. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend, tell them to listen to us, tell them to subscribe and get them hooked. Telephone, telegram, tell a friend. Oh, that was good. It's going to be a new motto. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Sorry. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Polo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. Bye. Bye.